to come and just obey the Holy Ghost. Let's preach with him and let's allow God to talk to us. Brother Wright, would you come? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's great to be in the house of the Lord here in Lakeford today and feel the excitement and the joy and presence of the Holy Ghost that we feel. And uh, I tell you, I wasn't here long. Try to get uh, some more prayer time in. <laughs> and uh, I was I was uh, seeing pizzas come in. <laughs> and I wanted to join that young people's class. But they, they wouldn't let me. And then, then, then I seen bicycles get away. And I wanted to put my name in the bucket. I, I didn't get a chance to do that. But hallelujah. This is an awesome church. Amen. And you have a wonderful pastor, Pastor Squire. These are great people of God. The Camarinas, we love them. We appreciate them and their dedication and their prayer life. Amen. It was awesome. We appreciate Elder Camarina and his wife. Amen. We love these great people of God. They're a great family. Amen. We appreciate and love them in the Lord. And I really counted an honor uh, to get to be here. Amen. Amen. Thank God. I really, really do. If we would stand in honor to the word of the Lord, we'll in that today. I feel something and uh, been praying. This is something that the Spirit of God kept dealing with me about in prayer. And that's all that we know to do is to pray and seek the mind of God Amen. for service and, and feel after Him and see what He would say. We're supposed to speak as ambassadors for Christ and speak in His stead. And so uh, we have no right to say anything that that he wouldn't, amen, want to say or impart. Praise the Lord. If we could turn to Matthew um, chapter number 18 and the 18th verse. Matthew chapter 18 and the 18th verse. Amen. We appreciate the saints of God, this church family here. Amen. Hallelujah. If I was in this area, I'd be. this would be my church. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is a this is a wonderful praying and on fire church. Thank God. All right, Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 18. Jesus speaking, and he says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's turn to one more place, if you wouldn't mind, and that is to the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, and the 12th verse. Ezekiel, chapter 28, and uh, verse 12. Praise God. Amen. All right. And uh, Ezekiel 28, verse number 12 reads, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. 
Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold, and <clears throat> the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. And I want to preach for a while what I feel in my heart. Amen. Going back to Matthew where Jesus said, Where two of you shall agree on earth, anything that they shall ask. I want to preach the power of agreement. The power of agreement. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer where we stand. And come on, let's ask God to bless our neighbor, ourselves. Amen. Somebody in our family, someone that needs the Lord. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for your awesome love and presence that's in this house. We thank you, God, for the charge of the Lord and the anointing and dedication upon these little ones today, their parents and families. We thank you, God, for the youth and children today. We thank you for the shepherd, the pastor that you've raised up. Amen, the shepherd here. We thank you, God, for your presence here. Now we pray, God, that you'd open the windows of heaven with understanding, with wisdom, with revelation in our minds and hearts. Hallelujah, with truth. Give us, amen, evermore, evermore, Lord, the spirit, amen, of binding together, the spirit of agreement in prayer. In Jesus' name, let miracles come forth in your house. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Can we do that? Can we just recognize him and love him? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I'm glad to be a child of God. It is a privilege to be a child of God. It is a wonderful and a glorious thing to be a child of God. Of the King of Kings today. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Praise God. We uh, have most recent in our reading have read from the book of Ezekiel. The ancient prophet somewhere about 700 years B.C. When these prophecies were made. And we have read a unique scripture. And didn't choose it just for the sake of uniqueness. But there is a revelation here. That we need to understand and, and uh, God would like to bless us in the understanding of that we need to come together and agree with one another. Praise the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. Be in the spirit of unity in the church of the living God. Can you say praise the Lord? And the word of the Lord here in the prophecy through Ezekiel and now down to us is a son of man take up a lamentation. That's a wailing, a weeping. Uh, for the king of Tyrus. Now this, hear me now, is a double reference prophecy. And the Bible has a lot of these. And a double reference prophecy is not some fancy thing. All it really is, 
is that God sees something. God is unlimited. He is infinite. Amen. He he knows and sees all things. He sees and knows all generations. Come on, everybody. And uh, when he looks down on us, he can focus on us, but he can see all the rest of the world at the same time. Amen. He is of infinite and blessed mind. And there was a king. There was an actual king, historical king, by the name of Tyrus, who reigned, amen, in a mercantile uh, kingdom that was near, or an island kingdom on the Mediterranean Sea coast. And uh, they traded throughout the world there. They were very, very wealthy. They were very, very rich. They were greatly increased with wealth. Amen. Far more so than most other places. Amen. Wealth was just flowing there per capita. I mean, they were way, way, way up there. Amen. Just about everybody was rich. And the king of Tyrus even more so. And he was just decked out. He had the most gorgeous raiment of kingly robes and and, uh, jewels that just were just unbelievable that he had because of his vast wealth. And God, looking on him, amen, and the pride that that man had for his kingdom and for his wealth and for, amen, all the gorgeousness of how he would appear and all that, it reminded God, of course, amen, of something, amen, that happened, amen, many, many, many decades and millennia of time, amen, ago, and that was that uh, it was a reference to Lucifer, the son of the morning, the anointed cherub, amen, that covered the very throne of God. God thought, King of Tyrus, amen, you are boasting and you are proud, amen, and uh, you you think that you're walking, amen, in high places there and nobody can compare to you and nobody, amen, has the wealth that you have, but uh, you remind me of Lucifer, the son of the morning. You remind me of that anointed cherub, that one solo Amen. Anointed cherub that God made. God was the one, amen, that made Lucifer, amen, the son of the morning. And he did not make him evil. He did not make the devil the devil. Hello, everybody. Come on, just stay with me a little bit here. But the Lord said that you were perfect in the day that you were created. And I have set you, amen, that beautiful creature, amen, Lucifer, before his fall, amen, to be before the very throne of God. He was the protector, come on everybody, of the throne of God. He was had something to do with worship. It talked about the tablets and the pipes. Talked about something being built into, whether it's his uniform or his being, I don't know. But when the winds of heaven blew, amen, that wind would blow through, amen, Lucifer. Come on everybody, and there would be music. There would be sounds, amen, there would be the splash and display, amen, of color from the prism light of God's glory, amen, that shined in all these covering stones all over him there, amen, he was second to God. Hello, hello, and God said, I have set thee so. He was the anointed cherub. Amen. And immediately began to understand that this prophecy begins to move into things that just a mere earthly king, amen, couldn't be or couldn't have experienced. Came because this Tyrus wasn't back there in Eden. Hello, everybody. <laughs> That'd be 3,700 years or 2,700 years prior to this. And so God said, you're the anointed cherub. He's, he's talking of, of Lucifer that covereth, and I have set thee so. You've been upon the holy mountain of God. Amen. You have walked up and down the midst of the stones of 
of a fire. You were perfect in your days, the days you were created until that iniquity was found in thee. And here in the word of God, the mystery of the beginning and the origin, amen, of the fight against God, against, of sin, of rebellion, amen, it all had its original, original beginning place and birthplace, amen, in the heart, in the mind, amen, of that anointed cherub, amen, who got corrupted instantaneously, amen, when pride filled his heart. You can read of other places in the scripture, amen, where Lucifer begins, amen, to say, I'm going to send above the mount of the north, I'm going to, I'm going to be just like God. Yeah. And when that spirit of pride and that spirit of challenge and rebellion, amen, came into him, God who is holy, amen, cannot have that, amen, and entertain that in his presence. If he did, then the whole universe would be corrupt. Come on, everybody. And so he fell like lightning out of heaven. You remember Jesus one day when the disciples returned by their twos, the 70, amen, there was healings and, and devils were even cast out. And Jesus said to them in mentioning, amen, I beheld Satan cast out of heaven. Amen. He goes on there to say how that he is going to be beheld. Amen. When he's finally, amen, totally cast down. Amen. By everybody. Amen. In his final place of total defeat there. But there's something I wanted to bring to you, beloved. And that was that back in the beginning, amen, there was just one anointed cherub that protected and surrounded. Amen. And it was there at the very approach to the throne of God. There is and was an inherency, amen, of weakness, amen, in having a one supreme number two to God angel. Because when God tells Moses, amen, to build him a house, a house of worship, a house of witness, a tent of worship in the wilderness amongst the people that lived in tents at that time. Amen. And he's talking about the holiest place of all where God was going to meet with Moses and all things concerning the children of Israel. He had him to build amen, an ark and a mercy seat above that ark. Come on everybody. Amen. And on top of that mercy seat, there was two what, not one, but two, amen, cherubic, angelic creatures, amen, that looked at that mercy seat and whose wings went up and over and touched one another. And God said in the midst of the wings of the cherubims over that mercy seat, amen, that's where going to be my focal point. That's going to be my focus point on earth, amen, where the brightness of my will and my being and my counsel is going to talk to you, Moses, who I've given privilege to come beyond the veil and into the holiest place of all, anytime. Yeah. Not just on the day of atonement, like the high priest. Yeah. So God was going to talk to him, amen, in that holy place of all things that he would command to the children of Israel there. But God was careful. He said, Moses, you make sure you make everything according to the pattern that I showed you on the mount. God gave Moses, him and all the details, all the patterns, all the kind of kind of wood to use, the kind of gold to use. Come on, everybody. Yeah. For every piece of furnishing, every piece of tab a tapestry in, in the tabernacle had to be made exactly like God showed it. It wasn't Moses' idea. Amen. But God said, Moses, I want you to make two cherubims. Amen. Because, amen, things have changed. Amen. There's not just one anointed cherub, amen, before the throne of God. But every time a man of God, every time a prophet or an apostle, amen, got a vision, amen, of the heavenlies. Come on, everybody. Amen. I see something. There's four.
four living creatures, praise the Lord, that surround the throne of God. And the seraphim cry, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, which was and is and is to come. And day in and day out, month in and month out, millennia in and millennia out. Amen. They're crying, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, praise the Lord. And there's four of them there. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, there's strength. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. As in Moses' time as the two over the ark. And we see in John the Revelator in the book of Revelation several times. Amen. That there's four cherubic creatures that surround God in his throne room. And cry holy, holy, holy. Amen. They can look at one another. They can praise. They can inspire. They can provoke and encourage one another to good works and higher works and higher works of praise. There's something solidifying. There's something edifying. There's something unifying. There's something good. Amen. About more than one. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. 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 Your prayers and my prayers. I love to pray by myself. Amen. There is, amen, something beautiful about going to God in prayer on my own, amen, behind the driving wheel or in my in my house walking and praying or sitting or stooping or whatever. Amen. And knowing that I am a child of God and I as an entity, an individual of one, amen, can talk to the creator and God can make himself known to me and he can touch me and he can fill my heart and mind with thoughts. Amen. And he can touch me with his blessings and he can touch me with healing. Amen. And he can hear and answer my prayers and give promises to me. Praise God. I have a walk with God. You have a walk with God. But I said all I have to say this. There are some prayers that will not be answered. They will not be answered until we get the spirit of agreement. Come on. Come on. God's not looking for superstars. Come on. Come on. God's not looking for the high and the mighty. He's not looking for the super talented. He's not looking for those with super ability. Praise the Lord. He's looking for somebody that's willing to come to him and join up with somebody else. Praise the Lord. And somebody else and agree together on earth. Amen. For something they're going to ask God. God's looking for people that will care about one another. And care about one another's needs. In our prayer life and our devotions to God, that we need to pray by ourselves. Amen. Because, amen, there's things that we need to take to God that nobody else needs to know about. That's right. Yes. Nobody else needs to see. Amen. Hello. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Jesus said, you go into that closet of prayer. Yes. And when you shut the door, then your father would see it. Amen. Yes. going to reward you openly. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. So we've got to have a devotional life. We've got to have a personal walk, a personal dedication with God, and a personal prayer life. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah. But there's a level that we're missing out on in this age of independence. Come on, that we're living in today. In this age that everybody's kind of going their own way and doing their own thing. And then there's a biblical principle that we need to get a hold of. Hallelujah. That is the spirit Amen. Of agreement. Praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh,
Jesus said, I'm going to tell you something. Whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And then he says this, and again, I say unto you that two of you, if you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Amen. When you pray in agreement, it is an elevated prayer. It's not putting the prayer together on a platter and everybody jointly lifting it up. Amen. Before the eyes of the Lord. Amen. There's added power. I said there's added power because God loves unity. He loves one mind. He loves one accord. He loves to see people coming together. as important as what you specifically pray about. How beautiful the psalmist said it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil, the anointing oil that fell off the high priest Aaron down his head, his face, his beard, his vestment into the ground. It's beautiful. Amen. God loves unity. It was such a horrid Interruption. Amen. When sin first came into the universe. Come on. Lucifer led a third of the angels of heaven. Amen. In the rebellion against God. Hello, everybody. Now, I'm just going to tell you something. If you, you want to know the mind of God and what God is like, you're going to understand this about the Lord. God loves unity. He loves one mind. Yes. He loves one accord. Yes. He loves people to come together. Come on, in his yes, name, he does. he does not like rebellion. Come on, everybody. Come on. The wise man, wisest outside of Christ Jesus wrote, amen, in the Proverbs, amen, these six things do I hate, yea, seven, amen, are abomination to me. And one of the things that was mentioned by the wise man is he that soweth discord amongst the brethren. God does not like discord. God does not like disharmony. God does not like disunity. Come on. He wants unity. If you want to be in a place that's like God's throne, I said in a place that's like God's throne, then you're going to have to get together in one mind. version of the text that reads like this Matthew 18 19 and 20 amplified again I tell you if two of you on earth agree harmonize together together make a symphony about anything and everything whatsoever they shall ask it will come to pass and be done for them of my father which is in heaven for where two or three are drawn together as my followers into my name there I am and the italics are Exodus 3 and 14 where God said to Moses I am that I am amen God said when, when you do that amen I am that I am hallelujah the great God of the universe is in your midst praise the Lord Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes. Amen. I want to harmonize with my brother. Amen. On something. I want to harmonize on that prayer. Amen. I want to come together. I want to, you know, we need to weep with them that weep and amen. And rejoice with them that rejoice. Praise God. 
it's supposed to be. Amen. In the church of the living God. Amen. If someone's got, amen, someone in their family that's not living for God and, amen, is facing a lot of trouble and problems, amen, we need to bind together, amen, and agree together and make a little Holy Ghost symphony, amen, out of prayer, amen, let it come up to God, let it rise up before Him as sweet incense. Come on, everybody. God wants to see some harmony. Hallelujah. It's, so it's not just, amen, the prayer or the prayer request in itself. God wants to see it come up in harmony, yeah. in unity, yes. as a symphony. So you can't do that sitting at home. <laughs> you can't do that with the TV evangelists on the TV. God has always willed it that we come to a place called the Ecclesia, the church, the called out ones. And come together because when we come together, Jesus has already a forepromised that when two or three, you can't be a church by yourself. Right. It takes at least two people to constitute a local church. Yeah. Come on. You can have a happy small little church of two people. Come on. <clears throat> but you just can't go into prayer room and say, I'm a church of me, me, myself, and I. What? Well, <clears throat> Hallelujah. All right. Who agreed with you? Myself agreed. <laughs> well, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Come on. God wants to do some work here today. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you're sick, when you're sick in your body, come on. If you've been told somewhere, amen, that you've got cancer. Amen. If you've been told somewhere there's, amen, something wrong with your blood, come on, everybody. If you've been told you got a tumor or something, come on, everybody. Amen. If, if you get to the place, amen, where sickness does get a hold of you, and I pray it doesn't, amen, but you get so weak and you get so low and you get so under the weather in your mind and your thinking and your thoughts, amen, it's hard, amen, to believe God, amen, for healing, amen, when you're sick and you're in the midst of pain and discomfort. But that's the time we've got to come together and pray anointing with oil yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, in the book of Deuteronomy, the promise made was one of you, Israelites, is going to put a thousand to flight. But then the next statement is that two of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Hello? The power, the multiplicity of agreement. I've got an idea, amen, that our prayers are multiplied and empowered when we agree together. Amen. I said when we agree yes, together. Amen. If one can put a thousand and two two thousand, then three, if the numbers are going up geometrically, would mean that three can put a hundred thousand to flight. There's enough saints of God, enough believers in this church here this afternoon. 
amen, to have total, amen, victory. We can have victory and revival in Lathrop. Come on, yes, everybody. We've got enough people to instigate, yes. amen, to start, amen, the holy fire. Yes. The revival. There's yes. more than two. There's more than three. Yes. There's more than 20. Yes. There's more than 30. Come on, everybody. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Samuel, the 14th chapter, Israel is in a terrible place. Amen. Saul, the king, uh, he has got a sword, and his son, Jonathan, has a sword. And everybody else, they told him to blow a trumpet and sound for battle and to overthrow the yoke of the Philistines and their oppression of them as a nation. Saul's a new king. And so they blew the trumpet and everybody, amen, came fearfully gathered around Saul. There were 600 men trembling under a pomegranate tree where they held his, his council. And only swords with Jonathan and with Saul the king. And Jonathan slipped away and because uh, he was anxious and he was hungry to see something accomplished and a work for God done. And so he takes his armor bearer with him. And it says in the sixth verse, Jonathan said to the young man that bears armor, come, let's go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised Philistines, and maybe that the Lord will work for us, for there's no restraint with the Lord to save by many or by few. God don't have to have a mega church, amen, to have revival, amen. He's got enough seed, amen, to have revival, amen, right here, and I'm speaking prophetically, I'm speaking what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And his armor bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart. Turn thee. Behold, I am with thee according to thy heart. That's what God wants to see. Amen. In us. Hallelujah. Amen. We're with you. Pastor, we're with you. Sunday school teacher, we're with you. Youth leader, we're with you. Elder, we're with you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Do all that is in your heart. I am with you according to all that God has put in your heart. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Jonathan devised the sign. We're going to discover ourselves. Amen to these Philistines. Climb up these rocks here. And uh, and if they invite us, we'll say, here we are. And they say, well, come on up to us. Then we'll know that the Lord is going to deliver them to our hands. And so they did that. And the Philistines said, come on up. We'll show you something. Mocking them. And, uh, and Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet, armor bearer after him. And there fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer after him about 20 men in the space of a half an acre. And the Bible says this. I'm almost through. Just hear it out. And there was a trembling in the host. That's not Saul and his men. That's the Philistines and all their warriors. There was a trembling in the host. In the field and among all the people, the garrison and the spoilers, they also trembled. The earth quaked. So it was a very great trembling. And the watchman of Saul in Gibeah of Benjamin looked, and behold, the multitude melted away and went on beating down one another. There was mass, amen, hysterical confusion, amen, that God put upon, amen, the enemies of his people that only had two swords, amen, in their midst. Everybody had a hoe or a pickaxe or a farm implement, amen, to try to, amen, go against these trained warriors, amen, hello, everybody, amen, but God, I said, but God turned it about. It was because two, two, two 
agreeing together. I'm with you according to all that's in your heart. I'm telling you, when you come together, God loves the spirit yes. and the binding together. The spirit of unity yes. for the Lord. You will not only even receive grace and power and spiritual agility, amen, to do and to conquer all that's around you that needs to be slain. Come on, spiritually speaking. Praise the Lord. But God, amen, will go on out because there's no restraint with God in what he wants to do or how big he wants to make the deliverance. Amen. He'll just cause that earth to quake. He'll just send a spirit of confusion until the Philistines begin to beat down and stab and pierce one another. And Israel just ran, amen, for the aftermath, amen, of what had already been done and already been accomplished. I'm telling you, there's power. There is power in our prayers of agreement. Praise the Lord. God knew. He knows all things. And he had the children of Israel live through, amen, for the last 1,800 years before the day of Pentecost in the New Testament. The last 1,800 years, they were living through, amen, the various feasts that the Lord gave him. And one was the Feast of Harvest or the Feast of Pentecost. And they'd been doing this, amen, for the last 1,800 years. And God knew that it was going to be on the day of Pentecost to fulfill all things so that every dot could be dotted and every T could be trussed, that every prophecy would be completely and totally fulfilled. It was going to be on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. Why didn't, when the disciples were surrounded around Jesus on the top of Mount Olivet, when he's about to ascend into heaven in his resurrected body, why didn't the Lord just say, oh, boys, why don't you, uh, why don't you go to Jerusalem near the temple? Amen. Why don't you go down there and find out a place that's perhaps built into the wall of the, the temple wall somewhere, which is where the upper room was. Why don't you just go down there and, matter of fact, about, about quarter to nine, about 8.45, you just mosey and amble on over there and, and come together because in 15 minutes, there's going to be the greatest spiritual effusion of power and outpouring that the planet has ever seen and God's going to pour out, amen, his spirit, his life, his very being, amen, and people for the very first time. Just amble up there 15 minutes early. Hello. But he didn't have it. He just said, go until, go until. You can do it with power from on high. You know what? They went 10 days early because that was the difference between the Mount of Ascension and the day of Pentecost. They went 10 days. Amen. They were, you know why they had to go 10 days early? I'll tell you why. Because they had to pray through over a lot of stuff. Yeah. They were they were they were in this mindset in the very weeks just before Jesus going to the cross. Who's going to be the greatest among us? And one of them had their mother come up to Jesus and say, Lord, can you let my son sit on this side of your throne and, and this son sit on this side of your throne when you come and give glory? <laughs> and they were bouncing around in their carnal spirits. Come on, in their human thinking. Amen. And jockeying for power and jockeying for smiles and pats on the back from Messiah. Come on, everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of human, come on, stuff that we see in their traits and kind of same kind of stuff that we do. Yeah. <laughs> and so the Lord, he wanted a good 10-day seeking, searching, praying, calling on the name of God, 
God send the power, send the promise of the Father, send the promise of the Holy Spirit, send the promise that you've spoken about, send the power. Oh God, he had to bring them to a place. The Bible said that on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, when it finally got there, hello everybody, yeah. that they were with one mind, in one accord, in one place. Yes. And when God got the church in one mind, in one accord, yeah. in one place, that was the perfect atmosphere, the heaven-like atmosphere, the throne room-like atmosphere where God could come through. Those windows, they are mighty, rushing wind, blowing tongues like as a fire. They were hovering above all their heads. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Day, 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 day. If Pentecost would have never happened if they didn't get in one mind and didn't get in one court. Mm. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas. They, I'm going to close my Bible and get hope that way. Paul and Silas were called of God to go, I think, to, I'm trying to remember which city it was, but they began to preach and teach and heal the sick by the power of God, and God began to bring in a gathering of people. People were baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And new saints, thank God, began to form. Amen under Paul and Silas, and a new church. Oh, a new church is such a beautiful thing. Yes. It's such a precious thing. The church is just such an awesome thing. We need to avail ourselves and take advantage in every way spiritually of what a church, what our church means and can do and be for us. Praise the Lord. They began to preach. Paul cast the devil out of some girl that had the spirit of divination. Amen. And through her, many of the merchants had made a lot of money. Amen. And, and things that they did. They got all upset. They hauled, They tried to haul Paul and Silas. Amen. To the town center. Began to scream. Amen. These men are coming to turn the world upside down. And they're against, amen, our goddess. I think it was a Diana of the Ephesians. And they began to shout and scream for two hours solid. Hello, everybody. And so the town clerk and the government at that time took Paul and Silas, amen, and beat them severely, amen, flogged them severely, amen, and put them down into the very inner hold of the prison house and bound their feet and their hands in stalks. Come on, fast. There was no way out. I don't know how many hours, Pastor, it took, amen. I don't know how much time went by. I don't know if they were thrown in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 5 in the afternoon or 9.30 in the morning. Amen. But anyway, something began to happen and stir in the minds and hearts of Saul and, and, and Paul. Pardon me, Silas and Paul. And they said, you know what? Amen. It's midnight now. 
my back is killing me and I, my position that I'm locked in here on this floor with my feet in them things and my hands amen I am so amen full of aches and so full of pain amen and the church that we started is without leadership amen the wolves are going to try to come amen and and, and, and and steal who they can come on everybody amen and, and somehow it came into the mind I don't know if Paul suggested it or Silas suggested it but they said you know we're, we're going to pray and we're going to sing to the Lord. And it was the midnight hour. And it was the darkest hour. And it was the most painful, painful lingering hour. Amen. But they began to praise God. They began to sing to the Lord. They began to pray. Amen. About everything. And God saw, when he saw that unity. Yes. Come on. When he saw those two men in stocks making, amen, a symphony. Yes, sir. God came down. And shook up that prison house. Amen. With an earthquake or whatever. Or however he did it. And God loosed. Amen. Paul and Silas. Amen. From those prison stocks. Come on everybody. So they could get out and stretch themselves. And raise their hand. They were free. But I want to tell you something. It wasn't just Saul. It wasn't just Paul and Silas that got delivered. The Bible. Your Bible tells you that every prisoner in the house. Got loosed when they got loosed. Could you stand with me this afternoon? God's got a revival. And when you come together in agreement and pray in agreement, come on and make that spiritual harmony before the Lord. Make that beautiful music of a symphony of prayer before God. God will not only, Jesus said, anything that they ask when they're in agreement. I want to show them that I am so much behind agreement. I am so much behind unity. That I'll go beyond myself. I'll give them more than they ask for. I'll go beyond the second step. Not only will you, Paul, be liberated and you, Silas, be liberated, but I'll get every guy down in this place, amen, that's been found. I'll set them all free at the same time. Amen. God wants to give you a revival that begins in your home and your family and your children, your husband, your, come on, your parents, come on, everybody. And he wants it to spread, praise the Lord, around the neighborhood and other places to other people. You don't even know and haven't even been prayed for yet. Praise God. God wants My people which are called by my name I behold thee and I love thee this hour saith the Lord I am with thee to bless thee and hear thy prayer and hear and see thy tears, saith God. I will pour out my spirit as never before. I will bring in a bounty of lives and souls that will be chained, amen, to my love and to my perfection and my beauty. I will hear your prayers and your cry. Come together in my name, O my people. Agree together in my name, O my saints. I will bless thee and pour out unto me an everlasting blessing, saith the Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh God. Hallelujah. If you have a need, I want you to stand in the front here if you got something you want somebody to agree about. 
you got a lost loved one, you need a job. Come on, is there a sickness in your family? I want you to come and stand up here in the name of Jesus. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray in agreement. We're going to pray in agreement. Hallelujah. Somebody here need God in your life. You need the Holy Ghost power in your life. God is here to do that, praise the Lord. He's here to restore your marriage. He's here.